freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 424 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com, where you set the price on guns, ammo, and accessories. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is the Liberal Gun Club, and our guest is Scott Pryor. Scott is a competitive shooter with a YouTube channel called Scooters Brass and the current president of the Arizona chapter, chapter of the Liberal Gun Club. Scott believes that the Constitution is not a part partisan document and that every American deserves equal protection under the law. He also believes that the gun control crowd needs to start focusing on the causes of violence instead of trying to manipulate and create gun laws that will be ineffective against gun violence Amen. Amen. And welcome to the show, Scott. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Well, this, we've been trying to make this work with your schedule and my schedule for such a long time. I feel like it's celebrating just that we've, we've had the chance to finally synchronize our calendars. So thank you for taking the time and finding the time to do this. Not a problem. Not a problem. So, you know, we, we're talking a little bit off air and, you know, we're saying that, you know, people don't even know there is such a thing called the liberal gun club, right? That sounds like an oxymoron somehow. Um, but yet, you know, clearly there are people who ascribe to every part of the political spectrum who do value their rights, their firearms rights, their, you know, First Amendment rights. And it shouldn't be such a, a head scratcher, but we're in a weird time in history when it feels like there's, you know, this automatic assumption that if you are, you know, left of center, that you don't want anything to do with guns. You're here to show us that's not true. And right. how do we, how do we bridge that gap between the left and the right of people who do value their, their ability to protect their own lives well i, I think the the what, what you said about being in a weird time in history is, is absolutely correct 30 40 years ago um we didn't have this constant battle back and forth over the second amendment from a left and versus right standpoint um it kind of grew i think um and honestly because of social media and and uh the way uh TV uh, news and such has gone away from actually just reporting news and actually began uh, giving their opinion of what about what the news meant. Um, and so people started being using labels. People started calling each other out on stuff that was stereotypical as opposed to factual. And uh, I think it's just because of social media and the way the, me the, the mainstream media has 
built where they're they're more concerned about bringing in money from advertisers than they are about uh, necessarily letting people know all of the facts and just the facts as opposed to opinion. Uh, that's caused a lot of that. And uh, for me, I mean, I grew up uh, military background family. Um, I grew up in Texas, so I've been around guns a long time. And I think that the reason why a lot of liberals or Democrats, however you want to call them, are uh, against firearms is because of the fact that they have no experience. Uh, you mm -hmm. fear that which you do not understand type of an mm -hmm. attitude. Um, and I've tried to, to break that chain by inviting uh, friends on the left to the range. I've had some success uh, doing that, but not a great deal. Uh, the Little Gun Club has done a really good job of, of getting kind of a, a localized uh, area for all of us on the liberal side to, to discuss and talk about and kind of feel like a group. Um, and I think that's where we need to go, but it needs to go a little farther than that. I, I think that, uh, I think it would be great if you could get uh, organizations like the NRA or, and the Liberal Gun Club to show up in an event together mm -hmm. and have a discussion on gun violence in the United States um, mm -hmm. to where you have both the left version of supporting the 2A and the right version of supporting the 2A, which shouldn't be that much different. Um, right. The hard part is getting people that are afraid of guns or that want gun control to, to show up at something like that. So you're right. going to be speaking to the choir. Um, it's, it's, it's really a tough thing to, to try to break with, uh, with all the misinformation that you have online and, and that's plowing around everywhere. Um, but we can do it. I think I, it's just going to take time and it's going to take a lot of effort. And that's kind of what my focus is, is trying to break down the stereotypical idea that the liberal hates the guns because I love guns. I use them all the time in, in competitions. My wife shoots competitions occasionally. Um, it's funny because when we first got married, she was anti-gun because her mom was anti-gun. And uh, I took her to the range one day. I said, this is a Ruger handgun. This is how you do it. This is what you do. She fired a few times. We left the store with her new handgun. <laughs> it just, people... <laughs> People, I think, don't, because of the lack of, of actual portrayal of safe firearm use, people always think the worst about a firearm. Uh, whereas if people are, are brought up with the idea to respect the firearm and understand how fun it is to shoot, yeah. then that might change things. But uh, that's, that's, a, that's a tough rock to tumble over at this point. So, you know, a lot of people you know, conservatives, liberals, they have trouble communicating. Somebody usually locks up or just says what they want to say and doesn't really listen to the other side. And I right. think that's one of the problems. But I have a question for you. Like, so a, cons a conservative feels, the most average conservative feels that there should be no restrictions whatsoever on guns, that they should, they should be free. The constitution says we're free. The liberal gun owners, um, feel the same way or I know do I do. feel that okay. I, I know I do my wife does um and a lot of the liberal gun owners that I do know feel that way because um uh, understanding that the constitution is the law of the land and being lucky enough to live in Arizona where it's constitutional carry we have our rights um now right. I'd like to take them a little farther because I'm really tired of not being able to put suppressors on my competition rifles 
because I think right. I would right. love to do that, but because of the ATF and the NFA, we can't. Um, I'm hoping that that changes eventually. But uh, most of the people on the left that are gun owners don't necessarily want gun control. Um, I think a lot of those folks are the ones that are actually logically thinking through it and understand that uh, the gun isn't the isn't the the bad part of gun violence. It's the person handling it and how right. it's used. And uh, but you can't have that that discussion with a lot of people on the left because they don't want to hear it. Oh no, right. it's bad. You know, it's guns like the AR-15. Oh, it's an assault rifle. It kills so fast. Well, sixty-five percent, right. I think, of uh, all gun violence is suicides. So, right. I mean, realistically, is that actually considered gun violence, or is it just suicides? It shouldn't be right. in that number, at least in my opinion. Um, yeah. And then when you look at the the AR-15s or assault rifles, which what they call them, um, they're used in point zero point one percent of all gun violence in the United States. But those are the ones they want to take away. And it's like, well, how about how about you deal with the people that are living in areas where they can't find jobs? They're living on the streets. Uh, there's gang violence and stuff like that. That's where we need to be focusing on. Mm-hmm. But you can't have that conversation uh, with a lot of people that don't agree with it because they will. Mm-hmm. It's it's become a my way or the highway type situation. Right. Uh, we have some of that on the right. We have some of that on the left where they don't want to have a discussion. They believe the way that they they believe. And that's all there is to it. Anything different from that, they don't want to talk about. Right. And I, I, I there's some things on the uh, uh, liberal side that I agree with. I mean, but I, the gun issue divides us all so that we can't, we can't be both, I guess, or which I don't know how to explain it to you, but it's just a shame that the gun issue is causing such a division. Right. Such a difficulty know? to be able to just relate with one another and, Um, But I am excited that there is such a thing as the Liberal Gun Club and people like yourself, because who can have the loudest voices with our legislators who are, you know, trying to either pass laws or or kill laws that that I think would support the Second Amendment than people like yourself, because, you know, I just recently... I was telling you off air, I was in Washington, D.C. doing the work I do with the D.C. project, and uh, we make appointments with all the different legislators. And here in Arizona, our two senators are Kirsten Sinema and Mark Kelly. And it I reasonably I think reasonably anticipated that it was going to be very difficult for me to have any kind of an appointment or a meeting with anyone in Mark Kelly's office. Cause oftentimes doesn't matter whether they're on our side with the gun rights or not. Sometimes the actual member can't meet. So they'll, they'll have us meet with a staff member, which is wonderful. Um, and so I thought there's no way Mark Kelly, his wife is Gabby, Gabby Giffords. They own Giffords L right. which is a very anti-gun group, but there's no way they're going to meet with me. And not only did his Second Amendment policy person meet with me and and the ladies that were with me, but talked with us for an hour. And it was a wonderful conversation of just people having a conversation and finding places where there were commonalities. And but even with that, the Mark Kellys of the world know that I'm not their voter. Mm -hmm. Right. I might be their constituent, but I'm not their voter. 
And so if someone like you walks in their office and says the same kinds of things that I'm saying, which I think you would, I, Mm -hmm. you know, I wouldn't run off the rails with anything partisan. I think you're going to have such a, a more strong impact. So the liberal gun club, are you gun owners or are you active and are you advocates for the second amendment? I guess that's where that my very long sentences were going. Right. Um, I, I, I can't really speak for the liberal gun club national because <laughs> they're in charge. <laughs> um, sure. But from, from my experience, many of the members of the liberal gun clubs are advocates. Uh, you know, uh, 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 now I can't remember her name Aaron, and just Aaron, talk to her. Laura, 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 Laura Smith. Smith. Yes. Laura Smith. Um, you know, she's a, a very good advocate for the second amendment. And so are some of the other folks. And what the organization tries to do is focus on root cause analysis. Why did it happen? Not what did they use to, 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 do, to yes. make it happen? Thank um, you. And, and that is a very powerful message to take from people like me to the liberal senator or congressperson, uh, if I have an actual opportunity to speak to. Um, because, yeah, I think they'll be less um, intimidated by their own base coming in and having that conversation. Um, I don't know if they'll actually allow that because mm-hmm. they, they have to follow, you know, the, the democratic, uh, what was it, the, the platform that they have. And I know that here in Arizona, they, one of the reasons why I jumped out of the democratic party was, uh, well, first off the, the gun owner caucus in the democratic party disappeared. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was a member of that. And then they put in the platform, of course, so we want to ban assault rifles and this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I keep telling them, you don't really know what an assault rifle is, like most people that right. want to ban them. Um, but yeah, I think that if we could actually get more people from the left in front of their uh, senators and congresspersons um, to show that it's not just a con- conservative versus liberal idea of protecting mm-hmm. the Second Amendment, it's both. Yeah. It could have a good impact if we can make that happen and if we can make it on a, on a national scale. If I was to be able to go s- talk to one of the Democratic senators in, in Arizona, that would be great and everything, but it's not going to do much more than just that conversation. But if you start mm-hmm. having organizations doing that at every state capitol mm-hmm. and at the federal capitol with yeah. their congresspersons and their senators and stuff like that to where it becomes noticeable to them that maybe we're kind of wrong on this whole idea and we need to look at some of the the root cause analysis, the other ideas that aren't gun control, but that could actually help reduce gun yes. crime. Um, it, it, could, it could move mountains if we can make it happen. Absolutely. The, the problem is, I mean, how do you make it happen? Well, the mountain moved from where our founders you know, placed it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I have to believe that uh, it can move. Oh, it can be and, done. It can be yeah, done. And it starts with these kinds of conversations. Right. Um, and, you know, uh, I helped put together the Second Amendment rally, um, the Celebrate and Protect the Second Amendment rally every year on the lawn of our Arizona State Capitol. And you were one of our speakers this past year. Right. And... You know, I think um, everybody involved, you and uh, and the planners, we were thinking, I just, you know, people here, Liberal Gun Club, we were just hoping that the audience was going to at least 
you know, give you the chance to hear you. We weren't mm -hmm. sure what was going to happen that, that we thought people might jeer or, you know, heckle or whatever. And I was so proud to say that I didn't hear any of that. I hope yeah. that, um, that you didn't experience any of that. No. And, uh, we start shattering those divisions. We start mm -hmm. shattering those preconceived notions when we can just meet with each other as human beings. Like, like, and I thought that was such a brave thing of you to put yourself in that position because we weren't sure how it was going to go. <laughs> See, I told you it was going to work. Um, <laughs> my wife actually thought that I was crazy to do it, um, but she supports me when I do stuff like that, even though she thinks I might, you know, she was worried. Um, I was, I was prepared for the hecklers and for the jeers and the, and stuff like that. Cause I, my, my family has an, an odd sense of humor and I was a debater in high school and college. And I like, I usually will throw stuff back right back, you know, right away. Um, and none of that happened. I was, I was very, very happy with the way it turned out. And I was so, so honored and thrilled to have been there and been part of it. Um, and one of the other things too, that now that we're talking about that, I noticed this year and maybe last year, there was no media presence. Mm -hmm. the, the news stations were not there like they used, they used to be. They used to interview right. people. I remember the first year I went, uh, they had, they were taking like video and there was me and my wife, both armed. And I snapped the picture of it because it was like, look, the only two liberals at this event, they got us. And uh, we, we tried to go every year. And I've been really working hard to try to get more liberals to show up. Um, because I, I think that's the best way to get everybody together and to break down those and shatter those things like you're saying so that it, it breaks that apart so people can actually start getting a little more understanding of maybe we've been looking at this wrong and maybe we've been not really doing ourselves justice by keeping it such a partisan issue. Yeah, yeah but one side wants, here's what they think. One side thinks that we want to take a bunch of guns and just throw them on the street. Mm -hmm. And the other side thinks they want to take everything away from us. Mm -hmm. So how do you, how do you work from that until you, you know, that's, that's a tough one. By doing right. what we're doing right now, yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 Doing what we're doing right yeah. now. And then also trying to break the stigma because everybody uses social media now. I mean, people are having conversations on social media and a lot of times a lot of the discussions are made from a, a lack of information aspect where people are just spouting stuff out. Right. Yeah. Um, most conservatives and, and two-way gun owners that I know, you know, that really support the Second Amendment, want people to get training, want people to be safe. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. But the media, of course, says, no, we want to just give everybody a firearm and let them just do whatever. And, and it's wrong, but... People only watch and listen to uh, the news articles, the newscasters, and the stations that basically feed what they believe or what they want to believe. Right. So you can't get them to come off of, for example, MSNBC and then go listen to Fox News. They won't do it. Right. Even though they may be giving, getting the same information from both channels, they refuse to do it just because of the fact that Fox News is considered conservative, and I like MSNBC because I'm a liberal. And it's the right. same with with misinformation in the in the, with this whole situation. We have so many people that are are making assumptions and stereotyping. Um, like 
the big stereotype, you know, liberals want to get rid of all the guns and this, that, and the other. Some do. I'm not going to say that that's not true, but for the most part, a lot of them are like me where, you know, I just want to be, be able to live my life and protect my family. And I can't do that if I'm not allowed to own a gun. And a lot of liberals that I know are the same way because they've come to me and I've helped them choose their first firearm and help them try to get training and whatnot and learn how to use it, how to clean it, how to respect it. Um, until we can break the, the bias that both of the, of the far right and the far left are holding on to, to where those of us that are left, right, that are kind of in the middle that actually can sit down like we are right now and having a conversation. Those are the quiet voices and the ones I hear are the loud voices. So those loud voices, until we can quiet them down so that the rest of us can have a conversation, it's going to be really hard. And as long as the media and social media supports that hard right and hard left going at each other, it's going to be tough. And that's, that's why people believe that, you know, conservatives want to give everybody a gun and liberals want to take everybody's guns away. It's because that's what they that's what they hear and that's what they listen to and that's what they read all the time. Um, I don't mean to badger about my mother-in-law, but she does that. She'll sit in front of the TV all day long and just watch one news one news source, yeah. and, and that irritates me because I'm like, oh, where did you hear that? And she tells, and I was like, okay, well, maybe you should uh, try a couple of other stations just to kind of get a little bit more roundabout idea of what the information actually is. Because if you're just listening to one source that source is, is basically using you to make money. And yeah. well, and I think that your mother-in-law is representative of vast numbers of people on both, on sides. both sides. Oh yeah. And you know, if somebody even says, Hey, I heard this thing on the news and it's like, people want to know what news station before they want to know what the thing was so that right. they know whether they can just discount it or not. Mm -hmm. And so where, what I heard you say you were doing with your, your mother-in-law was basically, I don't know if that sounds quite right. Where did you hear that? Mm -hmm. You know, so that's a different, yeah. that's a different approach, but yeah, people feel like, you know, do they do nothing but lie on one station or the other, or can we glean some, you know, people like to say, I grew up hearing this. There are three sides to every story, right? Mm -hmm. There's your side, my side, and, and the then truth. probably what really what really yeah. happened so yeah. yeah so so i have a a question so i'm a republican mm -hmm. conservative and if a republican candidate is anti-gun he will not get my vote yeah. he will absolutely not get my vote right so then on the liberal side and your liberal gun club uh members if a senator or a president is anti-gun how how do you how do you keep the beliefs that you have i mean is there a do you, do you vote for me anyway i mean i didn't okay i i, I didn't that's, vote that's, for, that's for governor part. hobbs yeah i didn't vote for governor hobbs because i know where where she stands i mean i ran for the no. senate the same time she was running for senate and i so i kind of know her a little bit at least back then and yeah, yeah I, I didn't vote for her i didn't vote for joe biden either just because of the fact that uh, people don't understand that the constitution all of it needs to be protected most people right. can care about the First Amendment. Okay, well, the First Amendment is very, very important, but the Second Amendment, Amendment is supposed to protect it, just like it's supposed to protect every single amendment we have. And that's the law of the land. That's what's made this country last so many right. years is yeah. following the law based on the Constitution. 
And some people will vote because they're a Democrat, and which I think is silly. Um, I, I don't have to do that because I'm, I'm not silly and I'm, I'm an independent. So um, like, for example, I voted for, for uh, Mark Lamb. I voted for Jeff Surdy um, because they represent what I would consider my important ideology, which is the Constitution. Yeah. And exactly. I, I think there's a lot of liberals, Democrats out there that do that. They just don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I have to say in, in the last four years, I voted on a Democrat for a Democrat. I, I regret it now because, but I don't want to say who, but I, I do regret <laughs> it. But I felt that that was a better position than the person that they were running against. Right. And so I voted for a Democrat. So I can understand that. And and where the power of your liberal gun club can come in is that if your members start speaking out mm-hmm. that our guns are protected and go to these Congress people, mm-hmm. you know, the your your uh, elected officials and say, you know, we are liberals but and we vote and we vote on your side, but we're gonna we are not going to vote for anyone that takes our second amendment, uh, threatens our second amendment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's my, I, I vote for whoever, as long as the second amendment is a constitution, if they follow the constitution, mm-hmm. which confuses right. me because everybody does an oath, but none of to them support the constitution. Yeah. Right. And they don't. Yeah. So that, that's kind of a hard thing too. But if, if people like Mark Kelly and all these others know that there are liberals out there that want to vote for him, but if he's anti-gun, they're not. Yeah. It might right. make them start thinking, you know. It's true. Yeah, and, and one of the things that I was uh, was contemplating doing out here, and I've I've tried to do it a couple of times, but I just couldn't make it work. Was start setting up a liberal gun club uh, booth at the gun shows, mm-hmm. and to to start making presence known, because until we can we can make our presence known so that people understand it's not a joke, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to really take us seriously. Right. Um, now, because of the fact that a lot of people have seen me on TV and this, that, and the other, when I ran for office, um, I might be able to throw a little bit more weight into it. But mm-hmm. if that's, that's going to be dependent on number one, if I get time to actually talk to, because uh, my Senator, my Congress people in this district, so they're all uh, conservatives and they're all going to support the second, you know, Senator Rogers. And uh, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. uh, Andy, uh, Congressman Biggs is uh, in our district, our, our congressional district. They're they're already on board with it. Um, the hard part's getting out to the ones that are on the left side of the aisle and actually yeah. being able right. to get time to go meet with them if they will meet with me at all. Yeah. Well, you mentioned and then like have going discussion. to. Yeah. Right. You like mentioned going to the Second Amendment Foundation thing and and speaking and then going to the gun shows and speaking, and you know what the what we the republicans and the conservative people need to know is that your voice is important you're Mm -hmm. on the same page we are as far as guns go so if i'm at a gun show and i see the liberal gun club i want to i want to talk to you and i want to encourage you because you're the only voice on the other side exactly right and so we need people need to wake up and realize that you have the tools to reach those people yeah we don't right. absolutely right, and, and and that's one of the things that really needs to really needs to start you know happening nationally yeah. everywhere. Um, 
and I don't know if it'll work. One of the things that I found was when I started doing competition shooting back in 2018, um, I didn't know what to expect because I made the stereotypical assumption that I was the only liberal there. Um, and I found out differently over time and found out that there's a lot of liberals that are shooting in these matches. Um, there are men, uh, 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 Jesse, who's the vice president of the liberal gun club. He competes with me too. Um, he, he shoots mostly on the, on the West side of town though. I'm over here at Rio Salado. But, uh, if you, if you actually kind of go to these matches and you kind of get to where you're competing with all these people, eventually there's no partisanship really aside from joking around and poking fun right. at each other. Um, right. but other than that, it's, it's not like you see on, on the internet and on, on TV where it's, you know, right. Republicans versus Democrats cage match, ding, ding. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, uh, one of the guys that I shoot with, I, I respect him a great deal. He's taught, he taught me how to reload so I can make my own ammo. Um, he's helped me competition shooting and he's a conservative Trump supporter and I really don't care. <laughs> because he's my right. friend and right, right. that's one of the problems is that's what people want to know right away is are you right or left are you republican or conservative it's like who cares i'm an american exactly and then within even like the conservative world mm -hmm. then there's people that want to divide like did you vote for trump because if so you're okay with me and if you didn't then you know or vice right. versa and mm -hmm. so people are always looking nowadays for how we're different from each right. other instead, of, instead how we're the same. of instead of how we're the same and how we can help each other. And I love, you know, that's that story. And I completely believe it that, you know, you and your friend are working together. One's teaching the other about reloading and the way you vote. How does that have anything to do with that right. particular moment? Right. Uh, it, it has nothing to do together. with it. And, and that's exactly. the, the it'll crazy have thing. Less, it'll have less and less to do with it if we if we push it in that direction, right? right. Well, well, um, one of the bigger things too is to, we, we got to stop hiding behind social media. I, th I think in, in many ways we've kind of lost our humanity because for the most part, people don't interact with people anymore. Or if you do interact with people, you're only interacting with people that are in your in your you know, your, your club echo chamber. Yeah. So, echo so you, chamber. we don't know how to interact with people that don't agree with us anymore. We've lost or that, you, that ability. Right. Or you're not, are you hide behind a screen? Yeah. And, and yeah. so it's for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, I have another question I wanted to get mm -hmm. to um, something that we've talked about um, between us on the side is that, you know, pop culture is really kind of, not even kind of doing us a disservice, those of us that value our second amendment rights and value safe gun handling and, and the value of training um, because films and music videos and TV shows are almost always showing us how to mishandle guns as, <laughs> as though it's, you know, the standard, the way that it's supposed to be done. Right. Um, and they're setting a terrible example for inexperienced people um, and untrained people. Mm -hmm. And you have mentioned that there are ways to broadcast positive gun events on TV and social media platforms. What are your ideas for how to move that needle? Yeah, first, let's talk about the unsafe stuff, because I was at the range this past Friday 
uh, I had to re check my zeros on my, on my rifles. And uh, there was three guys that came on, on the range. Just, I was kind of packing up, get ready to leave. And these three, three guys came on there and you could tell that they probably had gone off and just bought an AR-15 and now they're awesome. You know, they're going to the gun range and, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of cleaning up my brass and watching these three, three guys. And uh, instead of just, you know, I get there, I put my rifle on the bench downrange like you're supposed to they came in and they propped their ar-15s up so that the the barrel was aiming up in the air it was sitting on the on the uh, rest with the butt on the ground it's not a very safe way to do it and sure enough 30 seconds later the guy turned around elbowed the back of the gun knocked his ar-15 off the bench onto Ouch. the ground where it spun around and and, and swept everybody behind him oh and i'm God. just like <laughs> I, I I've seen some of these instances at the, uh, at the, uh, at the shooting range where people just don't have a clue. And mm -hmm. part of that, I think does have to do with, with uh, the way TV shows and movies and stuff like that. They don't really focus on the safe handling of weapons or the training aspect of weapons there. It's all the flash, the bang, the action movie and all that other stuff. Um, to counter that, I think that what would be great is if we could actually start seeing competition shooting on TV. Um, they used to have a show called Top Shot. I think it was on the History yeah. Channel. Yeah. And that ran yeah. for like five seasons and then it just kind of disappeared. Um, but like here in Arizona, every March we have the largest three-gun match in the United States. It's called Superstition Mountain Mystery Three-Gun. It's at Rio Salado. It usually has between three and 400 competitors. It's a five-day match total when you're talking about staff and everything else. Millions of dollars go into this match. You never see a news crew out there. You never see anybody broadcasting the event. It doesn't show up on any of the TV shows like a weekend events or any of that kind of stuff. Um, why is that? It's a, it's a, you see everything about like football and soccer and baseball. and all. Competition shooting is just as much of a sport as any of those, and you never see anything. I mean, you see more footage of curling during the Olympics, then right. you see the Olympic shooting events. Right. I was at work last week and we were talking about the Olympics. And I said, yeah, I said, it would be fun to, you know, to I, one of the ladies that I shoot with, her and her twin sister were on the Olympic bi biathlon team. And uh, she's a really, really good sportswoman. And I, I made a comment about it. And the guy looked at me and he's like, they have gun events in the Olympics. I'm like, yeah, why? All these other different countries. Know? No, he didn't know. In other countries, I've seen footage of their, their shooting events where they have stadiums full of people and they're out there practicing for the, for the Olympics and they've got rifles and pistols and all this other stuff. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, what would be a good word for it? Uh, it's like a national uh, pride thing that all these people, there's 30,000 people in the stands watching this whole line of people shooting at targets. Why didn't you ever see anything like that in the United States? We have so many competitions all around the United States all year long, and none of them are ever included in any kind of TV shows, uh, news broadcasts, anything like that, because they don't mm -hmm. want people to know that shooting can be fun, that competition mm -hmm. shooting is a sport that anybody can do. I mean, I'm kind of <laughs> the proof that uh, an old bald guy like me can get out there and hump around with these younger guys, and sure, they're faster than I am, but I'm getting better. I'm catching up to them eventually. Maybe I'll, I'll trip one of them or something. <laughs> They're not looking and then, or take their gun. But, uh, 
Realistically, the in the United States, you don't see any kind of real uh, any positive um, sports like events for firearms and competition shooting anywhere in the United States on TV. Not on ESPN, which you would figure. You see X Games all the time, and that's a bunch of crazy people on skateboards. <laughs> you know, we invent this right. the X Games, which you know, and look at how I think it was Coleon Noir that was talking about that in his his first year doing the NRA uh, TV thing um, mm-hmm. about how the X Games was a bunch of what everybody thought was a bunch of slackers on skateboards, and now it's this multi billion dollar event. Why can't we get the gun industry to do something like that to where now we're on live TV at events, yeah. looking at people setting world records, looking at people, you know, doing amazing things with these firearms that has nothing to do with violence or crime. Well, maybe it's because who owns the TV networks and the news media and movie? It's it's liberal owned, right? They don't right. want a message of fun and responsible and can protect you. You never hear about all the thousands of people that are protected every year because of right. a firearm was used to stop it. But then there are things like the outdoor channel. Now you have to subscribe. But mm-hmm. if we aren't putting our money and our eyeballs and our time where we value, then maybe we can do better about that, you know, and find the sources that are supporting the things that we value and, mm-hmm. and, you know, giving them, like I said, our, our dollars and our eyes and, right. um, Prairie fire range in Nevada. Uh, it was, what was it called for a million years? Gunsight front site. I think it was gunsight. Um, they are now Prairie fire. And I think one of their core missions is to make firearms sports more of a, a sport that you'll tune in for. So mm-hmm. if you weren't aware of that, you might want to um, look them up and see, you know, if if there's some angle there that um, you could help them with what they're doing. You could help, they could help you with what you're doing. Anyway, yeah. just an idea. No, it's a good idea. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I started the Scooters Brass uh, YouTube channel. I've got it on YouTube and Gunstreamer and Facebook, but I can't boost anything on Facebook because it's got guns in it. Um, I know. But but the, to, to put out there and try to get people to watching, not because I'm, I'm not really, I'm not, I'm a mediocre. I'm not mediocre. I'm actually a decent shooter, but I'm not the head of the pack and I'm not the worst in the pack. But mm-hmm. my whole idea was to start the channel and put my videos up there so that people could see that an average person using average firearms. Cause the, when I first started, it was just, I had a, a Smith and Wesson AR 15. I had a Mossberg shotgun and a, Smith and Wesson pistol, just normal stuff that you can buy at any gun store, not anything, no race guns or anything like that. And I was just out there having fun. And so I put it in video so that people could see that the average person with average firearms could go out there and have fun. It's not, to me, it's not about being the best because I'm not for me, it's a sport. I enjoy doing it. I get out there and I improve. So if I can, if, if we could actually get more people um, and I share those to my, my personal Facebook page. And that's when I find out who doesn't like guns. Cause all of a sudden I get a <laughs> notification that they disappeared. Um, the, the, I think that's the only way we can really do it is because they focus so much on the negative. Um, they never, they hardly ever focus on the positive and that's, 
Right. It's it's sad that we can't seem to break that, but the people in charge have all the money, and and so they 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 put what's on 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 their stations based on what's going to get them money and not get them uh, flack from the left. Right, and the fact that, like you said, you can't boost your own stuff on uh, any of the social media platforms that is a disservice um, to us and. Yet we still continue. I use all those platforms and I, I am torn all the time by, you know, do I use the tools that they've given me to try to influence those around me the best I can that, that here's a positive example of the things I believe in, or do I jump ship and stop giving them me as their product, right? Cause mm -hmm. they sell us as their product. Right. Um, uh, and and go and use use some of these other platforms that are struggling and trying to grow. It's a hard mm -hmm. thing to know how to traverse all of that, but it right. starts with being mindful of it. And it sounds like you know you are. I know I am. And so we can't be the only ones. <laughs> There's right. going to be millions of other people that are thinking the same way as we mm -hmm. are. And how do we move forward? Yeah. And, and like the surprise for me was TikTok. Um, mm -hmm. I started a TikTok because people told me there was funny videos on there. And I just happened to, to see somebody, competitive shooter, that posted a TikTok. I was like, oh, I can do that. So I started posting my uh, stages from different matches. Uh, for the first few times, I kept getting blocked by TikTok saying that it was illegal activity. So I started putting in the header sponsored competition. Um, and I haven't had any problems since then, but I was amazed that like on Facebook, I may get a couple of, of views on a video, but on TikTok, I'm seeing thousands of people seeing my, my, my stage videos. And I'm like, that's, that's just weird. But it's also, I started seeing more and more other shooters that are posting their videos. And so I think that's another reason why people don't like that kind of social media is because they can't really control what yeah. videos are being seen and what kind of positive impact they could have. So if, if I'm able to go out there and, and show people my videos and stuff like that, and if I can get five or 10 liberals in Arizona to strap up and really start focusing on getting the word out there that the Second Amendment is very important to liberals as much as conservatives, that's a win. Right. So is, it so is a win. All right, we need to start wrapping up, but um, we did touch just briefly on the, your desire for uh, people in the liberal Democrat world to start focusing more on, on some of the root causes mm -hmm. of violence rather than on the tool that is sometimes used, not always, right? People right. use knives, mm -hmm. they use bombs, they use cars. Mm -hmm. um, but instead of focusing on the tool, the gun, give us a few ideas um, of, of what you mean by those root causes. And if you well, have ideas for them or, or just just start conversation. Well, most, most of the time, if it's just regular gun violence, okay, say it's uh, muggings, robberies, that kind of thing. Um, the root cause for stuff like that is going to be just being poor or not having the financial capability to survive. So instead of getting a, you may not be able to get a good job. Uh, you may be tired of working at the local subway for minimum wage. 
to the point where you get frustrated, you know, you lose your house or you lose your car because you can't pay for it. It has a mental effect on you. And uh, I, I think that that kind of gun crime is, is due to socioeconomic conditions. And look at some of our, our biggest crime cities, Chicago, Detroit, uh, I guess Los Angeles and San Francisco lately. Um, these are areas where people are struggling to survive. So the only thing that they can do is turn to fast ways to make money. And how do you do that? You get a gun, you go rob a place, um, you rob people. Um, and that's, you know, gun violence doesn't necessarily mean that somebody has been shot. It just means mm -hmm. that somebody committed a crime using guns. Uh, the other aspect of that is that uh, I think that uh, when you look at the mass shooter um, aspect of gun violence, which is what they always want to focus on, um, you're, if you look at the pattern, it's, it's always the same type. Okay. Uh, most of the time it's a, a younger man uh, who was outcast in school, had kind of a, a, an odd childhood family, not really that well taken care of each other to where they kind of sink into their own kind of inner self and create their own uh, reality. Mm -hmm. um, and those are the type of people that you're seeing doing these mass shootings at schools and stuff like that. It's, it's not the normal person that goes to work every day that's saying, you know, today I'm going to go shoot up a school. It's somebody that wants to let everybody feel their rage um, or, or, or go down fighting, you know, because they feel like they've completely lost control. It's a mental health issue at that point. Uh, and then of course, suicides is a mental health issue also. Um, which we don't focus on. They don't even really talk about suicides much when they're talking about gun control at all. Mm -hmm. um, because it's not a big, black, scary rifle. Um, right. And so that's that's where I think it is. I think we've lost the ability to deal with the person as opposed to the, the, the tool. Um, you know, drunk driving used to be a huge problem. I mean, it still is. But uh, I remember Mothers Against Drunk Drivers and all this other stuff. And you didn't see them, you know, getting rid of the alcohol or, or putting control, more controls on alcohol or banning certain cars because they're used in more car accidents. They always focused on people that were driving drunk as opposed to now with gun violence, they focus on, I mean, it's, it's almost instantaneous. I see something pop up on the news. What, were, what kind of gun were they using? Because they've trained right. you to start right. thinking of what kind of gun as opposed right. to, as, as, uh, I thought about this last week. Um, they, they, they teach you to focus on what they use to do the deed as opposed to what drove them to do the deed. Yes. And that's where the disconnect is. And that's where we need to focus, not on the, on the tools, but on yeah. what's driving people to do this, these horrible crimes and this horrible violence when there's, there's, there's ways around it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that that is really where we should, when we can put reset and drive the conversation back to the, the core elements, um, mm -hmm. as you said, and start working on, all right, how can we agree on some things that are going to, to, I don't know if we're ever going to fix the ails of the ills of humanity. I mean, you know, the poor have always been with us mentally ill have always been with us, but mm -hmm. Um, there are things that we can do. People who have uh, over imbibed in liquor and mm -hmm. done irresponsible things have always been with us, but that didn't stop, you know, 
mothers against drug driving from trying to do something. Right. So, um, and it is about behavior rather than picking on the tools. So I, I right. think that that's um, very well said. So thank you for that. Uh, mm -hmm. Probably where we'll pick up when we have you on next time. How about that? All righty. That'd be great. I love it. So tell folks how they can uh, watch your videos. If, if uh, all of the uh, Facebooks and, and whatnot will let them. Um, how they can follow anything else that you're out there doing and maybe check out the Liberal Gun Club. Uh, well, I'm pretty much at Scooters Brass on Facebook, YouTube, GunStreamer, uh, TikTok, um, Instagram. And uh, that's, I mean, I pretty much put it on all those. Uh, and if you're interested in the Liberal Gun Club, you can go check us out. Uh, it's theliberalgunclub.com. And uh, that's the national uh web page and they actually i think have sections in there so that if you have a local chapter you can find the local chapter and get information on how to meet up with them and contact them and whatnot very good so. well thank you so much i appreciate you uh all that you're doing i i love this time that we've had together to to find out well what can we agree on and mm -hmm. how can we move these conversations into a larger audience and um, to broaden them to include more people. I just, I think there's, we are a good example today that I hope others will follow. <laughs> yes, I agree. All right, Scott, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Talk thank you, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Oh my goodness. That was great. Scott Pryor, thank yeah. you so much for your time. Um, yeah, and... it takes a lot, you know, but if, if, our side, the, I guess if you have to divide it, which was terrible that we have to have sides, but if they understood that the power that it, they have on the liberal side to to fight these, uh, you know, these politicians that are trying to take our guns away, because we don't have a voice. They can't hear us. Not they won't listen to us. But again, I will say, I really give credit to um, Mark Kelly's office yeah. for uh, his staff members sitting down with us for such a lengthy period of time. And it was very, it, there was no defensiveness on either no, side. And that's great. And, and th that's what we need more than anything. Uh, we're guilty of it too. Uh, our side, I, again, I have to do that, but we're guilty of it too by wanting to, to get the message. We're so passionate about our message that all we want to do is force oh, it down your throat. And, and, and that's like teaching a five-year-old, you know, you, you can't do that. You have to let them understand. You have to have conversations. You have to go over things. And uh, we don't, sometimes we don't do that. Either side. And that yeah. was how we kind of ended our meeting um, in Mark Kelly's office was we said, I, I said, you know, thank you for giving us this much of your time. I said, I don't know that our side is very good at, you know, trying to reach out to the other side. And she kind of interrupted me and said, neither side, like she was owning it as well, yeah. that that is something that both sides can do better. And I agree. And that's the purpose of our show is to reach people who are in the middle, who don't quite know for sure, how do they feel about all of these different topics and if you're disagreeing, that's awesome because now you're mentally chewing on what we talked about and it gives you a jumping off point to go and find out for yourself. 
Right. So, um, and would, would you think that, okay, sometimes I wonder if I'm really a Republican. Sometimes I wonder if I'm a liberal. Sometimes I wonder a lot of things. But the thing I do know is I will vote for anybody that will follow this Constitution 100%. Yeah. And you, you have to show me a proven record. You can't just say it. But if you do that, you could be either side. Right. So what? Like so am know. I really a Republican? Am I really a Democrat? Really, a really am a constitutionalist. And that, that needs to be the party of that will keep America strong. Absolutely. Because if if you just follow the Constitution, where what what could possibly go wrong? That's that is well said. All right, thank you again to Scott Pryor. I so appreciate you of the Liberal Gun Club. Thank you to all of our viewers and listeners all over the planet. Wherever there is internet, we have people who are hungry for these topics and to hear what our subject matter experts have to say, and we. We just cannot thank you enough because then you take these conversations that we have here and you bring them to your dining room table, your carpools, your spheres of influence. Right. And that is really where the the needle starts moving and where the rubber meets the road. So thank you so much for all of that. If you want to watch this video again or any of our videos, you can go to YouTube or Gunstreamer, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your video content. And please, when you go there, click the subscribe and the notifications button. Not only does it keep you on track of what's going on here, but it also tells those platforms that this is valuable information that you want, that you value. And um, it definitely gives us a hedge against being canceled, I think. So canceled, canceled. So please do that for us. Um, and if you want to see uh, the photos and bios and links to all of the works of all of the guests that we've ever had on, go to gunfreedomradio.com, click the guest tab. And if you want to hear the audio version of any of our videos, you go to gunfreedomradio.com, click the on demand tab and binge listen to your heart's content, darling. Darling, darling, um, we value your time. It is your most precious commodity. And, and we just thank you for spending some of it with us, whether it's video or audio. All right. Well, um, you know, I, I forgot to mention our yummy snacks over here that um, got to mention these in the last couple of shows. I don't know if you can see that, but it's called Simply Fit and they are amazing and they are sold through a an invitation only uh shopping network it's called patriothousehold.com forward slash gfr for gun freedom radio when you go there you are you can buy your laundry soap all the stuff that you buy at these great big toothpaste. shopping yes toothpaste these great big shopping conglomerates that don't have the same values that we do. Wait a so minute. So when you're buying your steak, I'm going to interrupt you about the steak. Yes. Because we've had steaks twice this week mm -hmm. and both times they were yummy. Mm -hmm. Good steak. So you can even order steak. Yeah. And it's all shipped directly to your door. You don't have to go traipsing around here in Arizona. We stay out of the heat as much as we can. So if I can shop online at patriothousehold.com forward slash GFR, then I am supporting American jobs on American soil, buying American made products. And it is toothpaste and shampoo and laundry soap and 
um, vitamins and delicious snacks and steaks. Um, so check it out. And when you do, when you shop there, you are supporting not only the work that we do financially supporting us, but you are also financially supporting the Second Amendment Foundation. And they are the people that are in the courts constantly fighting these bad freedom stealing laws. And so uh, it is just a win, win, win all the way around. When you go to patriothousehold.com forward slash GFR, do your shopping there, let it be delivered to your door fresh and um, stay in the air conditioning. It's hot out there right now. All right, until next time, be good to each other. Have a great week and God bless. Bye-bye. 